You are listening to Shoot the Scoot, the Blazer War Team Yankee Federation Narm and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pads as flat as the ground, and our dice, more often than not, threatening to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is running an epic 40k tournament the same weekend as Warfare. If nice dice are your advice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. If you want to pay for something you could also get for free, you can now become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Human Wave Gosling. Duncan Internet Failure Gosling. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, Duncan, oh, he is. Duncan, yeah. internet failure, Gosling. I don't even know what it is anymore. It just, it just seems to be this. No, it's, just, it's fine. And Lee, part of the problem, Parnell. I am so part of the problem, this. I, I am the system. <laughs> Welcome to episode 58, the one where we are bulging with excitement. <laughs> Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we are going to do internet famous because we have some patrons coming in. Um, we're going to be doing Loose Lips Sink Ships, as to which you can probably work out what it's going to be about, given the title. We're going to be looking at Faces, Faces, Something, Something, where we talk about what we've been painting. Um, News from the Front, where we talk about what we've been playing. We'll then be doing Offset offset Answers, looking at events, and then going Shooting and Scootering. No, Shooting and Scooting, not Scootering. Scootering? Where did Scootering come from? Um, Is this episode 58? It's the mid-90s DJ. Scooter. Is it, is it not episode 58, the one where it all goes slightly off the rails? I think we've, yeah, I think we've this had is that. It. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> um, so, obviously, the reason it's gone off the rails is because we haven't done our internet famous yet. Yeah. So, our new Patreons, maybe we should get Ben back. Maybe that's what it is. Get the band back together. We need to get the band back together. Ben, Ben has very kindly, Ben Davey has very kindly become one of our internet patrons. Which I still maintain is a scam because what he's done is he's gone onto Patreon now, but he's expecting us free to then go be a patron for his podcast. Thus, he's free. He's two pound up. And yeah, spent a pound. It's a hustle. Free. It's yeah. a hustle. It's, it's, it's a size scam. That's what's going on. Just a con. <laughs> I, don't play, I don't play AT. Well, perhaps you should. It's their best game. <laughs> As Ben will tell you every opportunity. Yeah, but that maybe that maybe this city hasn't done his research well enough. <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he, he get you listen to the podcast, and this sounds fun. Oh, I'll play that, and then you end up with a massive collection of Titans again that you then sell before you play games. Yeah, but seriously, oh, yeah. guys, if if you play Deadless to Cancus, go check out Maximal Maximal Fire. Is it called? Isn't it? Think yes. Because um, Ben it will froth away quite happily about just Cancus for you your listening pleasure. He won't. From what I can understand, he'll just tell you that the Corsair Manipole is broken all over the place, and that's nothing what you should play. Moves. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> All Reavers all the time. <laughs> See, I don't even listen to it, Ben, and I already know what you're playing. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. <laughs> oh, God. Um, on to our other actual patrons, he says. Although Benny obviously is yep. a patron. Thank you very much. Uh, we have Robert Shields. So thank you very much. Bob Shields over there. Uh, Chris Jensen. He has a very cute fox emoji. And Michael Blatherwick. I've got those fairly right, he says. I, I think yes, it's Shields this time. I thought he was in your contract to murder all, all names. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm halfway through my Jamaican mule, so the run's kind of going to my head a little bit, so I'm trying my best to be on my best behaviour. Okay. Remember, kids, don't drink a podcast. Yes, yeah. very much so. 
I mean, it, it does just sound like you've got like a pint of toilet cleaner now. Like, I don't know. It's just it, all of the... It kind of is. <laughs> all of the alcohol in the world. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that is internet famous. Thank you very much, people, for giving us some pennies. We'll probably end up using it to, I don't know, rewire Duncan's internet. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I need to live somewhere that, you know, realises the 90s existed. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely, definitely isn't where you live at the moment. <laughs> no. Yes. We got Starbucks. Well, everyone else had Starbucks in the 90s. Well done. It's a good catch up. I know. That's what's. Oh. oh. Got five guys now. That's like when Esham got a, got um, a Wimpy's in the late 90s when Wimpy's were pretty much all dying out. All dying out. <laughs> well, we got Wimpy's. You got Wimpy's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a bender in a bun. By the way, Darren, to say you were um, Googling it, Wendy's was a very British takeaway Wimpies. thing. Wimpy's. Wendy's? Wimpy's. I, 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 meant, sorry, I meant Wimpy's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's too many misinformation. Like... That's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> big, my big my grandparents liked, um, liked Wimpy because you could have a burger and chips and have a cup of tea in a real China um, mug. Right. I, know, I don't think there's anything more British than that, is there? Surely not. No. No, not really. Over, other than overpaying for it and it arriving cold and late. Yeah, and then not mo- moaning about it, but just tutting. Yeah, just be like, oh, gently tutting. Simming away yeah. in the same place. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, loose lip sync ships. Sorry. That's that's not... <laughs> I was trying to think of the name of it. Loose lips. There's that run. Meanwhile, back at the point. Loose lips sync ships. Or bulges in this case. I'm so excited. I'm going to lie. For what? What for? What for? What for? Yeah, what's, Just what's the, the, the best late war book there is, apart from Berlin, and um, maybe Desperate Measures. Yeah. You know. Which is for me, for me the, the bulge compilation. 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 Compilation, really. Compilation. Yeah. <laughs> really, really um, is where I really got into the hobby in version three. So okay. that onwards, you know, obviously for the Americans, it gives you all those lovely, lovely late late war Shermans and the weird. Bishmash Jumbo 76 combinations, yeah. which I cannot wait to play Jumbos with Mistaken Target, because that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and Pershings. So this was supposed to come out earlier on in the year, but it's been delayed, hasn't it? So yeah. we, I think that the, I don't think it's been announced, but I think the general consensus is the Warsaw Pact book has now been pushed to 2022. Probably. Yeah. I just can't see how they're going to fit it in on top of everything else. I think the bulge is the last last thing they'll get out of this year, to be yeah. honest. I expect, I expect what we'll see is, um, I think everything seems to be pointing towards Bulge America and Mid-War Romanians being yeah, the last releases of the year. Yeah. I don't think I don't think even one of the other Bulge books will be out from what's sort of indicated. No. So, oh, my poor Brits are going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait till the next year. Next Plastic year. calliopes, Duncan. I, what? Uh, Plastic calliopes. Uh, I repeat. Uh, oh. I, I'm quite... <laughs> I'm quite into uh, the the plastic M18 though. That's that's gonna be nice. And the xylophones. Oh yes, yeah, they're um, yeah, they're sort of the truck mounted thing was. Yeah, it's not gonna be any good, but it's because uh, it completes what the uh, second uh, US Infantry Division had in Normandy. Well, it's gonna be, be no worse than the Calliope because it's basically the same rocket just on a truck chassis, isn't it? I don't know. I think I think it's probably gonna be like the MLRS thing where it's a big template, but it's gonna have a five up firepower. Right. So you hit lots of stuff, but don't do anything to it. Yeah, but it's going to be really hard to... Well, no, it's not really hard. It's, it's be all right. Just digging stuff out is going to be a bit of a pain. But yeah, it's going to be like a, a pin machine, though. I'd say suppressors where it's at. Yeah, that's boy. What, that's what it's there for. Suppress, suppress, suppress. 
So that's going to be interesting. Well, that means I think that we're going to see a shortage globally of snow basing. Uh, <laughs> Games Workshop. Yeah, Valet and Snowstorm or something, isn't it? Valhallen. Valhallen. Yeah, that's that's really good. I'm going to do um, I'm going to do due to the popular demand or Dave Palmer, as I like to call him. Um, I'm going <laughs> to write a uh, quick guide on how I do my mud and the snow on that is the um. Is the the games actually and stuff? It's really good. It's really good. I really like those gun bases you did with the um with the mud sort of around the guns, as it were. Yeah, they came out really well. Where the crew have churned it up. Yeah. It's a little bit like realism, like lived in kind of feeling. Yeah. So they've they've announced. Is it just and the Romanians bit. I missed missed that. I'm pretty sure um, some the Romanians got mentioned as coming out. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the the Romanians. I don't think it's been officially mentioned, but I'm pretty sure the American uh, the Romanians have been. Um, slated to come out this, at the end of this year. Yeah, uh, I'm also looking at the cover art for the Bulge American book, and it has got your sad little overturned Kubelwagen that wishes it was a swim wagon. <sighs> Such a waste <laughs> of points. Um, phenomenal waste of points. The yeah, poor little Kubelwagen. It's it's interesting actually on that that a lot of the infantry and stuff is going to be direct only. I think that's the first time we've seen that. I know it's a a niche, um, you know, release if you like, because everything is in that winterized kit. I did think that was interesting that, you know, mm. if it's not plastic, you ain't getting it in the store. Well, the already is. If you're actually doing the bulge, early bulge, you don't need them. <laughs> it was only like a, three weeks long or something, wasn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> initially, they didn't early, have the winter early kit. Bulge. The Americans didn't. They were thrown onto the, the front lines. They didn't have all the trench coats and shoe packs and things that make them visibly different. So you just use your normal rifleman models and just well, put snow bases and make them look cold. That, that's true of the paras, the guys who got rushed to the front. The most, obviously, yeah. the, the guys who were actually holding the line, you know, thinking it was a peaceful sector, were equipped with the winter stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you know, yeah. engineer companies and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. The tough hombres. The ones that didn't run away at the first line of trouble, yeah. I'm excited to see the listing, that what these um, direct-only uh, tokens and objective markers are like. Oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting, because I've, I've already got two ID tokens and um objective markers and they brought out another set so i wonder if these going to be snowy ones oh like yeah, yeah. that would be cool that that was my uh initial thought when i saw him was i bet they're going to be like on a white background rather than green or something like that that would be just fun. so on the tabletop it looks a bit neater if it if it uh if it's not that uh you know the battlefront can have that one for free there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not too late guys yeah. uh, plastic limited edition Plastic Easy 8s, plastic Jumbos, plastic Calliopes, plastic um, M18s, plastic Chaffees. Yep. Plastic Pershing? Uh, yeah, it already exists, though. Yeah. No, I know, but Pershing's in there, though. Yeah. It's, but got, he... it's got to be, hasn't it? Because if the Pershing's not in there, there's no other late war American. Yeah, no, it, yeah the Pershing's there. Yeah, correct. This, this, this book's not, although it's called Bulge, it's not just a bulge. It's going to cover the Americans right up to you know, VE Day, basically. So, yeah, so that's why the, that's why the Pershing's there. In the same in the same way, the British book will have the comet. Yeah, so it's the last American book of the war. Yes, that's kind of weird, though, isn't it? To say, I'd say already. I mean, obviously, we have lost a whole year of. Um, yeah, yeah, it has come around quickly, though. Well, we we skipped Market Garden, Italy, which obviously last time in in version three late war they were in the mix. So they'll be back. I I have blind faith. I I hope they'll be back. I real I like to see a proper Market Garden book. Nice. Yeah, so there you are. So yeah, so this is all up on the um Battlefront main page, just showing all the all the release dates for the um but American bulge lists. And hopefully 
for the next time we have a podcast, we'll be having a review copy and discussing that. So stay tuned, oh, as you say. Everyone can be oh, really oh. disappointed. <laughs> They're what? Train? Oh, my God. They're a thousand points for one jumbo. Oh, they won't be that bad. It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they do it, you know, with uh, with the new version for pricing matrix. Mm. Well, no, no, because they would all be saying this. They're saying the chairman speed, right? Nothing's faster than anything else. The chaffee is going to be horrifically well, expensive. They used to have so are the M18. Yeah, so the Detroit's finest. Yeah, the M4, yeah. the M4, the M4A3s had the Ford, the Ford V8 used to move slightly quicker. So there I think, I think we might see a slight, yeah, which is a problem because it made the chaffee slightly redundant because a normal Sherman was only slightly more expensive, better <laughs> armoured, and just as fast. Just as fast. I, I'm going to be interested to see how the M18 compares to the M10 and the M36 because I presume the M36 is going to be in there as well. Yeah. The Jackson. I think it actually so, mentioned as an M10, M36 kit. Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously we know it's on the sprue, so. Yeah. Does that mean the other M10 kits are going to get retired? Oh. Huh. Interesting. I suspect so. They'll probably lurk around inventory for a while, but uh... yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to—it's just another another um, set of parameters you can mess around with. It's going to change things. It's going to change things. I mean, what's the front armor of Jumbo going to be? Do you reckon? Like, what did eight? what did um, what did they reduce the um, Churchill down to? It went from being Nine. thirteen down to eleven. Oh, didn't it? Uh, eleven. Churchill, yeah, sorry. yeah. So I suspect the Jumbo be about the same as that. Oh, really? What was it? What was what was that in version three? Was that eleven as well? Um, no, because back forties couldn't hurt it. Oh my gosh, it must have been twelve then. Yeah, so I reckon it'll be about eleven or ten, I suspect, given how the church went down slightly. That's going to mm-hmm. Well, that's going to push the the German AT right to the limit. I mean, the pack forty was already struggling, always struggling in the game. It's going to be even more seldom seen compared to pack forty threes, I think. How weird. Actually, oh. that's not true. I think we will see pack 40s during the game, but just as our three pieces. Oh, God. They had that rule, didn't they? They had that Folks Artillery Regiment. It had like six, eight, eight of them or something like wherever it was, six of them. Yeah, yeah. it's going to appear everywhere. Oh, well, makes groaning noises. Oh. Don't get upset just yet. It's not out I'm yet. not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm there not. You You've already given up hope. No. <laughs> I, I, no I, head, I, in your head, you're already painting and selling a Volks uh, Sturm company. No, in my head, I'm just I'm going. Oh, this is this is all stuff I can use for Normandy. So it's not going to be winter at all. It's going to be green. That's kind of cool. Green M18s, so I can do Task Force B. Alpha. Task no, Alpha. B. Oh, B. Task Force B, because yeah, the the second Indian head I think had one company. Oh, maybe it was Task Force Alpha. Maybe it was Company B. It's one of the other. Mm-hmm. That, um, they got um, yeah, they got some M18s, but they weren't their own. So they were had three and a half in, uh, three inch guns, sorry, and M10s. And they were the first unit to use the xylophones as well, and they used them around um, in Brittany, around Brest. Cool. So it's all gonna, it's all good for retrofitting. I tell you what, I'm excited about. It's um, if you look at the description, there's almost as make a man casts are our unit cards. Oh, there's got to be one for a division. Yes, name like, unit cards. I'd love there to be some sort of retro um, unit um, command card for putting, like, say, Hellcats into Normandy lists and that kind of thing. Oh, well. It, I wonder if the, form- if the formation is the same. You can use the command cards, though, can you? Yeah, yeah. But what, what I'm trying to say is there's like some sort of Task Force Alpha thing with their... Um, yeah. Oh. So it's a formation, but it fits in with the D-Day book, if you get what I'm saying. But I suppose you can do it anyway because of the way the Force books work. So. Either way, the- Task Force Alpha cards would be really cool. We can have the engineers and, the, and, the, and their um, greyhounds and the fact all in the same. Same thing. There we go. That's a nice whistle listing. <laughs> we shall see soon, hopefully. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, okay, so 
I think that's it for loose lips, isn't it? Yeah. That's anything you had. So faces, basis, something, something. Duncan, what have you been painting? Oh, oh no. That's a good question. Um, so I have just finished today um, four chieftains for my Iranians. We so finally got some Iranians. The Iranians. There you go. <laughs> yep, so the Iranians back on the um, they're back on the table. Yeah, that was so. The I'll do the, back I can on now the menu, do. Boys. <laughs> I think. Oh, wait, hi to our uh, MI. Yeah. Okay. Our GCHQ handler. He's back yep. again. His the interest is peaked. Um, yeah, that, I think that allows me now to take any formation. I think. Wow. I'll have to double check that. But um, yeah, that's any formation. Any formation from the Iranians. It's just like countdown. I'll have one from the top and any other two. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that they've got done. And I'm just in so that that gives me the full company then, and also the last two Cobras. So that would right. be the full eight you can have in the force. And, uh, and there's a reason for that because I played the game last week, and, and obviously games drive <laughs> drive the schedule if, when Mike's not getting involved. <laughs> um, what else have I painted? Um, oh yes, I painted four ISU one five twos. Yes, they look good. The mud oh, to, uh, finish off all the mud. My ISU company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're done now. So I can do. Um, I think it's ten or twelve ISU one two twos and four ISU one five twos. That's so, that's a lot of um he- a lot of heavy firepower working there. That's a lot of Yosef. Yeah, that it is. Um, it, but you know I've got the I've got the SMG company to go with them as well. So sweet. That that yeah. I quite like to get that at some point, but I'm not worried. Um, and most importantly though, out of all of that, uh, you know, sort of Soviet stuff for late war, I've also painted five uh, T-70. I've got absolutely no idea what I'm going to do with them, but they are, they look really cool. They're a lovely little tank. Are they? Um, I have no, no idea what the purpose is. Are they, are they used in the bagration list? They are, yeah. yeah they are still around bagration, yeah. Well, it's weird because you can't take them, I don't think, in the mid-war. They're all T-60s. Correct, yeah. And then in, in migration, it, they, they flipped to the T-70s, and um, I've got one left to paint, actually. It was really annoying because I found one. And I was like, why have I got this one T-70 knocking around? And I remembered it's because I've got an uh, SU-76 company. Are they not Are they not in the mid-war Kursk book? I can't remember. I don't, I'm pretty I sure, don't I'm pretty sure they are. So. Oh, they I'm pretty are, sure they made their debut at Kursk. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I mean, if they're not flanking stuff, they're going to be a bit pointless. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just I think they look, they look cool. They look nice yeah. little tank. So they got um, finished up as well. And then the uh, aforementioned uh, 76 mil guns. So uh, four of those done. Again, I think they're probably going to be more useful in mid-war than late war, but we shall see. And then finally, um, I got my Churchills finished off. So all of the Churchills now for mid-slash-late war now are done. So that's 14 Churchills, Lendless Churchills. Uh, I only finished up four this month, but yeah, that's the whole, the whole shooting match done. Wow. So that's 20. So it's 24. It's the lowest uh, painting target year to date, though. So I do need to have a, have a little look. Um, yeah, it's uh, I'm thinking I might have to cheat and paint some infantry because uh, it's 24 teams and the next lowest is 36. So I've got 12 things to do between now and the end of the month. But uh, we're on 464 for the year. Painting teams. That's, that's that's impressive, mate. But there's nowhere yeah. alive. That is a really impressive that you've managed to pay that much. I doff my fez to you. Yeah, it's it's getting to the point now where my spreadsheet's saying um, yes more often than no. But I do have to. I'm going to have to build some bits. I think in a bit because um, running out of built stuff. And there's some stuff that isn't on the list that is just sat there in the pile waiting. So what's worrying is that actually only 50% of the stuff I've painted this year is actually stuff I thought I was going to paint. Okay. So I've got is a separate it, column many... now. Yeah. 
This is Mike, Mike Evers' influence on the on the sister, isn't it? I, I think so, yeah. Because well, there's, yeah, it's 48.7% on target. So I, that's, does that count? That counts largely as being off target, right? That's not. I think I think with that kind of targeting correction, it's either off off target or it's going to have a very, very good um, bit of propaganda behind it to say how it is on target. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's been there's been some distractions along the way, but um, I think yeah, if I can get the I think if I can get most of the Iranians done and most of the Soviets done this year, I think I'll be pleased. Um, you know, there's stuff that's flown in that I haven't even I've put together, but I haven't touched yet. So the um, the Italian uh, all the templates list, um, the yeah, templates. I, haven't, I haven't touched that. It's all the templates because it's it's some eventies and twenty five pounders pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're checking along. That's cool, man. It's very cool. So- Lee, what have you painted? I have been painting six pounders and their Lloyd um, tow vehicles, <laughs> and their pointless, pointless toes. <laughs> <laughs> pointless, pointless tow vehicles. I put spent yeah. far too much time and effort painting. You know, but they do look lovely. They do look lovely. Thanks, mate. The little canvas, the little canvas tops as well. That was a genius move. Yeah, well, that's that's what that's almost what convinced me of doing was the fact that oh, mate, if I put the tilt on, I don't do a crew. I don't really have to do much of the interior beyond the end, what the engine bit the engine you can see. But vastly cuts down the painting time. And it did. <laughs> Lee's lovely <Yeah>. Lloyds. <laughs> it is, they, they are lovely Lloyds. And I think it was the right, it was, I actually think it was the right call to make as well because they don't, they look less universally, ca- universal carrier-y then as well. With a tilt on, yeah. With a tilt on, yeah. So you can't really mistake them for anything else. I don't know, what was it, what was it this month we were having a conversation about they should just be free? I think it's one of the things we were talking. I think it's on the side conversations we're having with um yeah in the bottom with the barn guys. We're saying about how soft skin soft skin transport should just be a free just be a free upgrade. And then um yeah, if you've got them, you can have them. Yeah, because they're, they're so little point really for how in on a six by four table game. So it only really comes up in a large game. And then even then, they're still such a liability in terms of you know be able to take hits and that kind of thing. Yeah, you've really got to want to use yeah. them or yeah. They're not armed. You can't fire from them. You can't from assault from them. It's just there for like strategic movement more than anything. And so yeah, we, I think we I think we have we've now decided house rule it. So all soft skins, including cube wagons and shroom wagons. <gasps> well, get some shroom wagons. There was a debate about that one because obviously with the ones that because um, you can't you still can't fire them from them, can you? No, it's just a, essentially a soft skin transport that yeah. that's nippier and um, <laughs> amphibious. Yeah, and I don't see why you pay it because you pay. It's that weird thing. You pay a point for being a soft skin. You then pay an extra point for the kill wagon because, like, say, it's nippy. You then pay an extra point for the shrimp wagon because it floats. And it's like, it's not worth an extra point. It's just be a... Three points. Three points. Well, it's well, it stack up. Yeah, it's like a... It's crazy. Three points for shrimp wagons. What? You <laughs> should find out. We should do a competition to see you can, who can get the most... Uh, out of the three points you would spend on swim wagons on something else. Or see, see how many points you could handicap yourself with in a game by buying pointless soft skins. Well, I mean, like, three, po- three points is, is one of those half-track recce platoons in German army. <laughs> so you're literally, it's literally, that's probably like the cheapest platoon you can get in a German army. And you'll literally better buy it for the points you just got spent on the kit on blade swim wagon. Yeah, soft skin swim wagons. This, this is the weird thing, because I was thinking about this for my Iranians, that... Um, yeah, because the uh, one one point is the lowest you know amount you can charge for something. You get this weird thing where the Bassage commander is a point, and it's, it's just a guy with an AK-47. And then the um, like the Mech company um, platoon commander is a point, but he, at least he comes with an M113. 
Yeah, which has yeah, a fifth cab machine gun. Yeah, so. yeah, but it's still a point, and it's just, <laughs> he's like, oh, hold on, and then a T fifty five is a point. Wait a minute. Wait, but yeah. also yeah. in the Soviet Army, a BMP one and its command figure is a point. So yeah, so yeah. that point's a lot of hard work. Yeah, that point point does a lot. Yeah, so yeah, but it's really, that's what I've got done. I'm just trying desperately you now get the twenty five pounders assembled because I. I, oh, I realised you made a boo-boo, yeah, didn't you? I made a boo-boo. I um, I looked I looked at the instructions and saw the picture of the one with the muzzle brake and assembled the one with the muzzle brake. Then only afterwards realised, because at the time I'm thinking these are awfully slim, and I realised the picture <laughs> of the one with the muzzle brake is a Mark IV. It's a Mark IV carriage, which didn't even appear. I don't think it even appeared in World War II. It's a post-war thing. It's like so you got Mark I carriage, the one everyone knows and loves, that kind of really thick, boxy one. Yeah. And then in Burma they found. That was really too wide. So the Aussies made an improvised one by cutting the existing carriage in half, basically doing a cut and shunt, and putting a jeep, a jeep axle and wheels on. And then that okay. got that made it narrower, so it could get these like narrow paths and lighter. And then the Brits standardised that as the Mark II going forward. And then it was a Mark III where I think this trail splits the back so you could get higher elevations. And then a Mark IV comes in right at the end. So it's like, as a, so it's going to go, why the hell did PSC put that in? Like how, how often is that going to come up as an option? Especially <laughs> if play, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a Mark II carriage, but it's this Mark IV carriage, which makes, yeah. So I just realised I built up eight 25-pounders with completely the wrong carriage. So I'm just rebuilding. Well, I'm building up. Thankfully, you get loads of bits in there. I'm going to build up the 18-25-pounder. Oh, which actually, I suppose I can't do now. I can't use the same carriage. Mop, 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 mop. All right, so that's, that's right. That's why I got so many 25 pounder boxes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a lesson. That's, that sounds like shooting an arrow and then drawing a target around it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. This is definitely the reason I had all these 25 pounder boxes is for when I make the obvious error. Oh, yeah. Good job I future proofed that when I purchased 18 boxes of 25 pounders. Well, frankly, all I've effectively done is just burnt wheels because I can, I, I've got all the um, bits, rest of the bit in there to make the, 25, the 18 25 pounder. I'll just have to um, like do a you know, green stuff mold of the wheels and just make some duplicate oh, wheels. I was going to say, if you've got any blue stuff, if you got some, I've got some blue stuff, I'll bring it down if you remind me on Thursday. Okay, it's just about, I've got, I've got the original, that original clear one that doesn't work as well as later blue stuff, so that make it a bit life a bit easier. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'll remind me and I'll, I'll yeah. stick some in the in the bag because I've got, I think I've got them chunked up into blocks. So I'll give you a block. Sweet. Okay. Um, right, Eddie, what have you been up to, painter-wise? Uh, not a whole heap, if I'm honest. Um, I'm trying to think when we last did the podcast. A couple of weeks ago. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So it, was, it was the end of August, I think. It was the end of August. I don't think I've actually managed to get any paints out since now, then to now. Uh, but I have been building. This new Conflict 47 15 millimeter stuff. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, which I've decided to call Flames of 47, which is going to be my mishmash rule set for it. Flames of 47. Have you th- thought about that for your card? Yeah. I sat there and thought about it. And I was like, yeah, Flames of 47. I think it'll work really well. No, um, I mean, you were, you were going to have to look at the crossover rules and have you started to think about those then? Yes. No, I have. Yeah. Um, so I've been reading. Basically, reading through the Conflict 47 fluff and coming up. Have with you got the books? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I have. I've sourced okay. those. So I've got the books and stuff to read through and then think of the Flames of War rules to make them work, as well as adding some extra cool little Fez touches. Like, for example, the test, they've got the Tesla weapons, like the Tesla Sherman, mm-hmm. um, which would be really cool, only it's a Tesla weapon. So obviously, it's going to sit there glowing. There's no way that could ambush within 16 inches. Fair enough, yeah. Yep. 
because it's a great big glowing tank. Um, so bits of lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So bits and pieces like that, um, and that's going to have a different stat line for shooting at infantry and gun teams as it does to tanks because it's in the in the bolt action game basically you can shoot it at tanks as a normal cannon or when you fire at infantry it can do an extra d6 hits as the lightning arcs around all right yeah 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 yeah, give it a different maybe not d6 because i think that's a bit much but give it a different rate of fire well yeah because d6 is because it's a per infantry so you could do d3 squad teams yeah, yeah. Like so, so on those lines. Hey. Um, but one of the coolest things I've been thinking about is with the with the walkers being treated as a mix between tanks and gun teams. Um, okay. Yeah, so they're on a base. So they can move and assault other tanks. Some of them, the ones that are designed to. Mm-hmm. So you'd have like an armored tank, an armored team assaulting another armored team. Um, whether or not that'd be too broken, I don't know. But at the same time, also infantry in buildings. Yes. Or you just get like a giant crab claw and smash it in the well, front yeah, exactly. living room. Yeah, exactly. So if you've got, a, imagine a Sherman going up against a big stompy clawed robot. The stompy clawed robot's going to beat the Sherman every day. Um, so yeah, there's some some interesting bits I'm kind of working on. Going, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But I've actually got the first playtest uh, shipped in for Monday. Oh, cool. So hopefully I'll start to see some bits and pieces coming out from that. No, you're back at Guildford. Yeah, I'm back in Guildford. Yeah, for sure. The models are really nice though. So the models okay. like um, resin or metal? Yeah, I was going to ask the same question. Um, same question. Yeah, they're, they're resin with metal details. Um, so all the big chunky bits are resin, and then you've got like a little metal commander tank turret hatch MG, and then the case, the thinner gun barrels. Um, so one of the coolest ones is the little like it's a little looks like a SDK ZF two two two, but with four little crab legs. Um, oh yeah, the scout walkers. Yep. Yeah, I think they've got like a twenty mil cannon or something. I think. Yes, yeah, so and then the little machine gun next to him kind of thing. So the machine gun barrels are, and the cunning battles are metal, but the rest of it's resin. Two plus cross check. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So you, you, you reduce down your dash, you increase the cross speeds, and as long as you give and take in different areas, you should get pretty much the same points value yeah. normal scout stuff, whilst having it be different enough that it's really useful in terms of you know, spearheading through difficult terrain for your other walkers that obviously have the same things in terms of less dash but better cross. So it's going to be interesting. You can play with it and tweak with it and see what happens and see, uh, have fun breaking some rules and seeing if it adds something to the game when you put it alongside a normal army, you know. But they are they are cool models and they are something. Is, it just, is it just the armour at the moment? It's not any of the special infantry? Units. They've released some of the special infantry i know they, they said they're going to do all of them eventually i think at the moment it's just like the heavy armored um guys with panzer shreks so heavy weapons team oh, okay so yeah it's like they've got three german heavy german heavy infantry weapons team so it's basically going to be three panzer shrek stands in heavy armor i'm not entirely sure how they would fit in um, so I'm going to just start with the mech rules first and see if get those to work and then like, test the turrets, different turret type stuff yep. and then play for it. Entirely reasonable. Yeah, I know. It's going to be cool. sensible. I know what we're doing. Now I'm going to write a 300 page hard pack book, which uh, impinges on the IP of two different companies yep. <laughs> and uh, publish it for profit. 
Exactly. What could possibly go wrong? Possibly yeah. go I, I've, seen, I've seen the Kickstarters with business models and they're Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, what I'll do is I'll put the Games Workshop logo on the front of it. Oh, it's the GB News business model, isn't it? You just need your, you need, you now need to go on holiday for two months. <laughs> and then just disappear. Yeah, exactly. It's boring inferno. It's disaster. You go, what happened? <laughs> oh, everything was fine when I left. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. Um, Busy, busy month, followed by a quiet month. So I'm super excited about having a bit of hobby time to get on and actually get some projects finished, which regular listeners will know I've said many a time before. You're not going to get anything finished. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm hoping we see the reintroduction, the Wheel of Fez, because all the Wheel of Fez projects are done. Yes, uh, they are <laughs> there. I have. Uh, it's still, it's still oh. listed. I'm looking at now in the show notes. It says Hobby's Wheel of Fo- Fez's Wheel of Hobby Focus. And I'm like, I'm just not going to bring it up and hope that no one mentions it, and then I'll be able to surprise you guys a little bit down the road. I think. I think yes, we would be very surprised. So yes, sir. Yes, had to keep it secret. So now, see. for anyone, for any of the patrons listening, I will start uh, a book. So if anyone wants to take bets, I will. Uh, the the day of the year between now and 2021. <laughs> well I, i've still got a list can you guys remember here's the question can you guys remember what is on the list already no but we have we've got darren for that so you know we just i'm sure that's i'm sure he's got this written down darren, we've, we've weaponized darren that's, that's all it is <laughs> the um no there was matilda's on there there was uh yep. midwar panzer grenadiers because you were going to cheat and paint a half track correct uh there was that weird. That was that game your friend was doing, but you were yeah, good. Oh yes, yeah. the, the Fraggle Rock. Fraggles, Fraggles, yeah. yeah. I Fraggles. Fraggles. Nice. There was. I almost called the weird Fraggle, Fraggle game, but I was going to be vast in selling it. So. There was. Some, what was blood, was it Blood Bowl? Blood Bowl now? There's some Blood Bowl orcs. Correct. Oh, is there? Blood Bowl orcs. Oh, this is answers on a postcard too. You're missing some six millimeter stuff. Oh, there's loads of six millimeter. Oh God, there's the six millimeter War, Warsaw pack stuff, which just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My six millimeter poles. Your six, but you've that got. That is correct. Yep, six millimeter Polish. Some six millimeter mid-war desert. Again, mind blowing. And then uh, I think you've missed the bolt action Fulshmjager. <laughs> and I think the only other thing was some early war Fulshmjager. So two lots of Fulshmjager in two different scales. Oh yeah, I'm sure there was a promise at one point to redo some gliders. Yep, that was the Fulshmjager, and then the Aeronautica Imperialis, which was my lightnings to finish those off. Oh, you started those, haven't you? Oh my yeah, God, I got half those. Oh no, they're tabletop ready. They're just not finished. Okay, okay, but they're not like you've not just like painted red on them and then put them somewhere and left them. No, no, they're in a box. Oh, thank God. It says okay. they're in the case because we played the game. Use my orc. He's orc. Oh my God. Oh my God. Were orcs painted? No, they... yes, they were. Actually, the orcs were painted. Sorry. Yeah, they were painted. It was, it was painted. Gauss. Sorry. Gauss was unpainted. Oh, sorry. There you go. You made me laugh then. I've got these painting models in my case. Okay. Oh, I don't want to use them. All these. <laughs> no, I worked, I worked pretty hard. Well, I say pretty hard. I did some basic block colours and got them tabletop ready. Thank you very What's much. What's that, the Orkies? Or the... Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to oh, go back cool. and put some Flying Fez uh, Industries decals on them with the checks and stuff to make them look really Oh, yeah, cool. nice. Yeah, do yeah. that. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah. checks for always great on vehicles oh. like that. Or black, uh, black or red or yellow vehicles. Nice. Yeah. No, as I'm, I'm, and that's another thing I'm pushing forward through this next month is to get some more decal designs up that are a bit more relevant to different games and uh, yeah, produce that. So that's me. Lots of enthusiasm for stuff going forward and then not having to buy anything for an entire year, looking at my list of just doom. So I've got the, the board up with all my different projects behind it and I'm feeling it's a lot. It's a lot there. So uh, that'd be cool. Very cool. And 
that's me. Okay, so news from the front. We talked about what games we played since last podcast. Well, we've now verified what games we have indeed played since last podcast, so we can continue the show now at this point. <laughs> yes, so I think we worked out we play we each play a game. I played Eddie in Fate of a Nation, Damn Dice Saloon, where I had my Magak Sixes. Eddie had his collection of T55s, and you had your IS2s. And the BTR Infantry, wasn't it? BTR Infantry, yeah. Yeah. Did you have... T55s, BTR 60 Infantry, yep. the um, IS-3s, not twos. Yep. IS-3s, that's it, yeah. IS-3s, uh, one uh, company slash platoon of um, T-34s, some anti-aircraft and some hails and the little scout cars. The RDMs, yeah. The RDMs, which failed in their main role. What's the uh, scout? Did they I yeah, because so, I, I left too much of a gap. They, they were there to interdict your reserves and stop you from dashing up the board for your reserve platoon. Oh, yes. yeah. And I just didn't measure the eight inches to the board edge and left just a perfect M, M60 size gap for you to dash up the edge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was, if uh, I'll tell you, Duncan, we measured it and it was, and it was just wide enough to get an M60. And you couldn't, you couldn't have done it more perfectly yeah. if you wanted to. Oh, dear. <laughs> we had a bit of a laugh at that point you had entirely, one job entirely yeah. my fault yeah yeah that, that game started off with you with, very well for me in the, in the first turn because it was like a mobile engagement you fluffed the shots on your turn yeah and then in my turn i took out your your su's and then then it started going wrong because i i failed to shoot and scoot my commander so he, he was side on to his IS-2 that was slowly lumbering towards him yeah at that point because you, you can't hurt me from the front, as we quickly worked out. The T-55s had a slim chance, and the IS-3s had no chance. But on the side, on the side, you know, all bets are off at that point. So, yeah. And you, you were punishing me somewhat, because you closed up right up and were definitely getting those side, side shots. And yes, you had the extra plus one for moving and firing. But but I, was never beat you, I was never going to beat you in a range battle anyway. No. Well, no yeah, you, you can't, because, you know, you just can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You have to close up. Um, and my audacious move towards the objective was probably the wrong thing because it closed at a distance, which benefited you more than it did me. You didn't overextend, did you, Lee? I didn't really overextend, per se, but I closed the distance a bit more than I really should have done. Oh, I was waiting for you to go, yeah, as usual. As usual. It was it was close to that. but um, he, uh, Yeah, so Lee is saying some words there, but he's not reflecting the reality of the situation in which he did actually overextend. Extend. Right, yeah, there we go. Yeah, at the end, he was like, yeah, I should have fallen back and condensed a bit more. I was like, yep. That's that's overextending. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's true. So I think after the first turn, I I tried staying still and sticking that where I was to maximise my shots. When yeah, exactly, like exactly, as I should, as I said at the time, I should have just fell but fallen back, reorganised myself, and um. I I just like the fact that that Israeli army, it's like the one thing you can't do with it is overextend. One thing that Lee always does. Yeah, yeah. Lee <laughs> Lee is far too aggressive and audacious for his own good with that army. And always reflects back at it and goes, I really shouldn't have overextended there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep saying it over and over. Yeah. It's day. a tricky one. It's a tricky one, though, because those big acts are, they are, like we've said before, they are the sort of king tigers, aren't they, of the, mm-hmm. the fate of a nation period. And they are, they're terrifying because wherever they hit, they just absolutely mutilate. And um, you can't really do much to them unless you've got very specific tools. But you say that with my firepower rolls, that sort of vastly oversells their ability. <laughs> what, two, two plus, though? 
Yeah, but I think you forget how many ones I can roll on firepower. <laughs> oh, that's true. But they're, they're what, are they 18, 9? They're anti-tank, anti-tank 18. 18, okay. No, 19. I, I'm pretty 19. sure there's not a tremendous amount on the uh, Arab side that can actually turn aside like those shots at all, like even have a chance. I mm. think the um, the T-62, I think, is like a 4+, plus essentially. Four it's plus yeah. So, that's it. That and T-55 are both 13. Yeah. And my front armor 15 makes me near immune to... Um, it's the tri- yeah. It's the tricky one because, yeah, it just goes back down to the number of dice rolling. Isn't yeah. it like the number of shots you can actually put into that, you know, blob of Egyptians and just try and stop them or thin them out? I think that yeah, I think that if they had their stabilizers, which I still think they should have for that period, then they would be awesome. That'd be a lot easier. I think yeah. it's just because you've got that rate of fire two drop down rate of fire one. It just makes <sighs> rate of fire, yeah. Well, it really it does really hurt. There's no two ways around it. It hurts the tiger. It hurts anything like that because you've got a finite damage output. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you, you can be as good as you like, but you know when you've got to kill. It was the T thirty four conundrum, wasn't it? If you've got to kill thirty T thirty fours, and you've got you know forty shots in a game, you better bloody hit every time you shoot, otherwise you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was a good game. Um, good game, um, good game. Yeah, you didn't have you didn't have quite enough time to do a second game, if I recall correctly. I think. Yeah. No. We... At what but... point do you prioritise painting some Israeli infantry? I'm just asking, just asking for it as a you know concerned <laughs> friend. But... As a friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I did talk about this already at the time, saying I might bump up the Israeli infantry and paint the painting. <laughs> ah, there team. we go. The problem is I got to because I can't get for love nor money any of the fate of a nation infantry. I've got to use Team Yankee infantry as a stand-in for the infantry. Oh really? Short term. Are they not back on the store again? Oh, they might be now. I haven't looked for ages, but at the, t- at the time the sale was on, you can get get them. So I, I was going to use between the fate of a nation um, infantry stand-ins because they're close enough, just with M16s rather than with garlies rather than um, FM fouls. But I really, I, yeah. I, I just wondered because that would be brutal. I mean, I don't know if you've got enough one one threes, but those one one threes annoy the hell out of me as well. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I was thinking about switching to um, the half tracks rather than one thirteens. Oh really? It, it saves a couple of points on the platoon. Yeah, but you lose a load of guns. Okay. Well, not really, I still have 50 cows. What I lose is the, is the front armor three versus front armor one. In fact, I gain guns with the, the half tracks. They've got a 50 cow and they've got a little bow machine gun as well. Oh. Yeah. Do you, do you lose a bit of, I guess, survivability because they're also open top to that point? So their top yeah. armor is going to be, yeah. I presume, nothing rather than something. One, yeah, because one for an M113 versus zero for the half track. And that one front armor one has saved my butt a few times against those hails. Those hails were awesome. The hails were on point in your in our game. I yes. did not think hails are always awesome. Hails are where it's at. If you haven't got hails, I, I don't know what you're doing. It's kind of weird. On paper, you think, oh, it's, you're only going to range on the six most of the times. So I'm not going to do anything. It's a problem. Once you, all right, you might spend a turn ranging into no veil, and next turn finally get it in. But as soon as you do, that repeat fire is punishing when it gets, comes and in. And you just can't get out of the way. Yeah. It's just such a large tempo. Well, they're not that expensive either, I don't no. think, from yeah. memory. I mean, yeah, obviously, it's one of those things where they're only useful against infantry. The second infantry go away, oh well. Yeah, we got, yeah. got that one smoke bombardment. Because they got smoke, which is quite handy. Could be. Yeah. They easily overlook the smoke, because obviously you get quite used to Soviet stuff not having it. But well, I, I really like the hails. Yeah. Uh, one of those for the um, the Egyptians, because the other thing you can back them up with is um, they've got the cheap 152s and the cheap 122s. So I think for, you know, less than 10 points investment, you can get an, um, an observer and two artillery batteries that are going to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, one's to pin, one's to, to dig out. Which is pretty sweet. 
And mostly it was just nice to be playing Fair Nation again. Because we haven't played Fair Nation for yeah. ages. I do, and we, yeah. it, we, as we often say, it is the best game Battlefront do. It's making me want to paint some Egyptians now. Have you got any more gypsies to paint? I thought you'd redone really yeah. the entirety of the Egyptian army. <laughs> no, I've got a uh, BMP1 company. Because oh, what I thought I really needed was more infantry. And also a whole, whole bunch more saggers, but on mobile saggers, yes. Well, I, yeah, but I think they're more they're more 73 to go against the Megax than the early stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't appear until, our, until after the Six-Day War, correct. Yeah. So I've got some of that. I've, yeah, I've got two companies. and Actually, I've only got half the BMPs I need. Maybe I won't do them. Hmm? How many BMPs do you need there? 20. God. Because there's there are ten for each unit, I think. I'm pretty sure. Technically, technically twenty one. Key one for the HQ. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I um I robbed uh, I robbed. I was gonna say Peter to pay Paul, but I think I robbed Saeed to pay. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I think they ended up in my Iranian army. Are they going to be painted that differently? Yeah, because I painted them as um, uh, revolutionary guards. Oh. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're a little bit they're a little bit different. Just love it. What is, it? So what is the difference between Republican Guard and normal army then in the painting? So uh, it's, it's most of the time they, they painted them, or well, they kept them the olive green. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. so they had okay. olive green and, and um, like the white, uh, a lot of white writing on, whereas the army units were all camoed up. And a lot of the time they were taking those BMP-1s anyway from the Iraqis. Yes, because that's, that's what the Iranians did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is all mine and this is mine. I'm still waiting for Armored Half Track. Uh, it's not Half Track, sorry. Armored, uh, uh, what they called? Hovercraft. <laughs> Run Armored Hovercraft as a, as a transport option. That'll Ooh. take cool. <laughs> no, oh, can I take those for free as uh, transport, soft skin transport? Honestly, if you if you bought some 50mm hovercraft, I would totally let you, mate, because that looked awesome. We can, have, we can have it as part of our amphibious, our amphibious game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I need to get some um, poly- polystyrene, uh, what do you call it, pontoon bridges as well then. Oh, see, this is just it just sells itself, frankly. Oh, I still can't believe they did that. Yeah, we're going to conduct an assault across a marsh, and we're going to put down. You're going to do what? Polystyrene? It floats. <laughs> it does. It does float. It's a bit terrifying, though. Yeah, I mean, how, I, I, I mean, I guess you're dealing with fanatics. They probably didn't put too much thought into the actual um, would it work kind of thing. But yeah, so it sounds like an interesting game yet, though. It's, and like you said, it's always nice to to roll out some foam. Yeah. So talking about Iranians, you had mm. a game with Iranians, didn't you? I did. I had the first Iranian game. I had the first Iranian game ever uh, against my friend Luke's British. I don't know if they were lost or just hastily redeployed. See, to my mind, so the fluff I've got for our game when we play it against my British is that these guys were on a exercise slash um, UK um, settling expedition to the Arab nations when the Second World War kicks off and they can't get back to Europe, so they're being used to pr- help assist the US in, a, in Iraq versus Iran but they're, they're, they may be over here trying to sell challenges to like the likes of um, Kuwait and, and um, Saudi Arabia well, that's, that's, that's why I got all the Gucci that's why I got like a, a battle group with all the Gucci gear not in Europe Cause, well, cause it's it. So, <laughs> it is the Gucci gear isn't it yeah well, it's that classic thing where someone in the Department of International Trade goes I know it'd be I know we've got a critical situation here but we'd really like it if you could deploy a small battle group to help us make some sales so we got some you know, some pressure from some Tory donors here to say, can we get some going? We've <laughs> got a significant investment, exactly. Yeah. So Luke's stuff, though, wasn't the Gucci kit. It was all um, be out of British Army of the Rhine. Mm. So he's got the 1721st Lancers. Um, so a lot of it's chieftains and 432 armed infantry. Yeah. Um, Abbots, uh, stri- well, no, not strikers. What's the 
Does anything out of missile swing fires? Swing fires. If on the if on the four three two chassis, it's a swing fire. Yep. Yeah. Yep, swing fires, um, some blowpipes, and some rapiers. So yeah. his his problem was that he was trying to he was trying out lots of new things. So mm-hmm. he had lots of small platoons of things. He had like two harriers, two rapiers, two blowpipes. Yeah. Um, the abbots were a full platoon, but it was lots of bits and bits and bobs. So we were just trying out generally what stuff we had almost. Yeah. Um, and I had I, I, I still it still baffles me how inexpensive Iranians like are in Team Yankee. I know they're I know they're rubbish. I, I fully admit this. Like as in their equipment's not great. The, you know it's all a bit bit pants. But just how much stuff you can get in a hundred point army is just ridiculous. Um, so I think I had six cobras in support. Um, so that was uh, so the cobras and tow jeeps in support were providing a lot of the. I was going to say high end, but twenty one's not exactly high. Um, not it's high I guess anyway. the chieftain is sufficient though. <laughs> it is sufficient. But it, well, is it? Because it's the Steelbury Chiefs, and so... 18, was, well, they're 18 in the front, aren't they? Yeah, and it was 21 for the, the toe, so it's still a bit, you know, it's not a guarantee, and it's only a 3 out of 5 power, so there was a bit yeah. of that as well, where things, you know, things went whoosh, uh, bing, and then the retaliatory fire just went and destroyed them. Um, but the, the real stars were the... I had a Bissage company, which was all four slots taken for the Bissage, but only at the small end. Right. So they only had the, um, I say only, but it's nine stands of infantry and four RPGs. Um, and then I separate four. I, and the weird thing was, because we, we we both had reserves. So I had an entire formation in reserve, because that's pretty much <laughs> the only way I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had the regular infantry and chieftains in reserve, as well as uh, two of the helicopters. So two of the um, tow-armed helicopters had to go in reserve because they couldn't, yeah, couldn't fit it all on the table. Um and the, the Passage Assault went in. We were playing on a bigger table, so it's a 9 by 5 um, So we And we actually chose... I think I chose to deploy normally, so we didn't deploy extra on. Right. But just the Passage Assault, the move, and the follow me, those things just... They're like lightning across the table. So I had three companies on one flank and one on another, just sat on an objective, um, in the full knowledge that I couldn't... There was no point digging in. But I did, I did actually learn, or I re-remembered, whichever... Um, whichever way you want to put it, the you your infantry is concealed in the open if it doesn't move. Correct. So that's a long. That's a, that's, a, that's an old you know rule that's been around in flames whatever since oh, year dot. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to come up very much because if you're in the open, you're generally moving. And yeah. If you're not, you're you're generally in a foxhole or trying to get into a foxhole. And so there was actually zero point me trying to dig in or anything because I could sit in the open, um, gone to ground and concealed. Um, I couldn't take advantage of bulletproof cover because of the passage assault. So yeah. They were just. You know, laying down in a, <laughs> laying down in some uh, some scrub, I guess. Oh um, right, yeah, yeah. I can see you seeing at that point. There is no point digging in because you're already no. concealed. You you can't get for anything else from foxholes. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Exactly, because at one point I did think, well, should I try and dig in? And it was like, well, there's actually zero point. No point there's, doing it. There's no point being dug in. I might as well just stand here in the open. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was on one side, um, and on the other side, the um. The main assault, if you like, went in with three companies of Bissage and they just ran across the table. Um, the because the size of the table, the rapiers and blowpipes were they were centrally positioned at the back on on Luke's side. Yeah. And my helicopters could lurk in a, in a corner and not be in range of either. So Ooh, they preserved yeah. themselves for a turn just by being you know a bit canny and and remaining just out of out of range because I didn't want to commit them until I really had to to try and take out those rapiers. Um, it's, it's quite impressive being out of range of AP because they're not they're not short of range. No, it's 64, I think. 
Um, yeah. And it was there was literally like a little triangle at the back corner of each corner of the the table that I could just about get into that didn't um didn't didn't sort of put me at risk. Um, I mean, I, if if it wouldn't have been a problem if I had been at risk because I'd have probably just put in my attack earlier. Mm-hmm. But what it did allow me to do was get some T62s up um, and actually snipe off one of the blowpipe teams. So that helped because there was two blowpipe teams and two rapiers. So I think they were putting out 10 shots. Right, yeah. Probably about like yeah. that. Um, and so I managed to get one of those off. And then the, the Cobras swept in to try and um, heroically, you know, take out or manfully take out the rapiers and managed to bail one. Um, which is a bit embarrassing. So I lost the Cobra on the way in and, and managed to bail one rapier, which then immediately got back in and started shooting at me again. Um, but I did manage to kill one, I think, in a, a subsequent turn. And they, they they did then flee. And then we had the ludicrous situation of like the swing fires firing at Cobras and Abbott's chasing yes. Cobras around firing AA machine guns <laughs> because they were just, they were, yeah, they were just a pain. Um, I, I remember having a game versus Dylan, which was, uh, we were playing 50-point 50, 50 games at the start of last year and it's the same sort of thing he took out my blow types basically charging them down and betting i couldn't shoot them all down which i couldn't and then after that my swing fires were desperately trying to shoot across the table at him but yeah because you get to that little desperation just trying desperately to take these things that are just killing your army and anything can be, yeah well i think at one stage luke had three chieftains that decided they were going to fire their AA machine guns yeah because there was nothing more useful they could do than try and take out the cobras that were sort of circling them like angry vultures um but you know that 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 was interesting in uh, in and of itself because um that wasn't even like all all the cobras that you can deploy i mean it, it was 75 percent, but it was still a little bit short um yeah. and it, it also expressed how vulnerable the other anti-tank options you have because mm-hmm. i think my tow jeeps uh they failed to blitz three times and i think on the fourth turn they did blitz and came up onto a hill fired at these three chieftains i think i killed one and then uh, the return fire just absolutely decimated them. It was four shots, four hits, brutal, brutal, yeah. soft skins, and they just went, nope, take them off. I was like, right, okay, so they can't be relied on. Um, oh, well, you should learn that from playing phone versus my my toe cheeps, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. It was just a. Uh, it's one of those things where you know it's going to happen. You just have to think. The quid pro quo here is I killed one chief, and so I, was, I guess I was up on points in terms of a, a tit for tat. You know, um, yeah, but she about eight points, I think. Yeah, some points. It's still through, so. Yeah, and then the 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 other heroes were the Basagi's recorder jeeps. Um, so they uh they were they spearheaded off um a scorpion platoon. Mm-hmm. They were lurking around in the town in the centre, and uh, they managed to get a, an op- shot of opportunity against Luke's Abbots and actually kill two of them, which was very pleased for um well my Basagi was very pleased because that meant that. You know, when they were firing barrages, they were rerunning hits. Yeah. Um, but the uh, return fire from Abbots and the swing fire, I think I had swing fires at them, um, killed five out of six jeeps. There was this one jeep that refused to die <laughs> and it refused to run off. And it was just lurking around at the very end, still um, just being a bloody nuisance. Um, there was at one point where Luke was, um, no, it was, what's the, not the Scorpion, Scimitar. Scimitar, yeah. Yeah, I think there's some scimitars that were trying to sneak around the back to uh, threaten my objective, which was being, uh, I was going to say guarded, but sat on is probably a more a- appropriate description, um, by some BM-21 um, hails. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this little jeep just sat there and went, I'm not running away. When you come around the corner, I'm going to shoot you with my recordless rifle. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> I think it was a 6 to and a 6 to destroy, and it killed this one uh, one 
scimitar that was yeah coming around threatening these BM21s. Nice. So I was very I was very impressed by them for I think they're half a point even the jeeps. I'm telling you, recorders jeeps I swear work out better than the tow jeeps in throwing by yes. sunset in Team Yankee. They they just were really I think it goes back down to that thing is it just takes firepower to kill them and you're like where do I find this firepower? I've got uh, so much other stuff to shoot at these mm-hmm. crappy jeeps that are not really high on my list of priorities. And when they're moving and you're shot and all this kind of stuff, you know, you just think, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. And it comes back and bites you. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, was just a, it was just the fact that, yeah, five out of six evaporated. And the one the one that was left was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, it was the passage in the end that, that um, took the day. Um, Luke was quite canny, actually. He, he started his infantry all in the four three twos, So they weren't yeah. going to be barraged or anything like that. He kept them quite central and used their, you know, mobility to get them over to the objective and mm-hmm. um, deploy them on it. And... Um, yeah, they just could not kill enough Bissage. It was just, I think, it, I can't remember how many was left, maybe six stands out of three entire companies. They took some, you know, horrific casualties. Um, but yeah, they just, it, for every, if you can kill one, uh, you know, British infantryman for every three or four stands of Bissage, you lose, you, you eventually win the, um, win the kind of war of attrition. And mm. it was the four three twos that were, again, like in, in the um, fire and stuff with the Israelis. Those seven six two rounds. Um, I think again, I ended up redirecting what was left of my helicopters over to just shoot them with the cannons. Yeah. Because they they become such a pain in the butt. Because five four three twos was just putting down so much small arms fire. It was just wasn't even funny. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see in our game on Thursday how it goes versus my say my versus my ninety one Brits because I'm got a lot less stuff than Luke had. Yep. Because, you know, basically a, four, a warrior platoon is almost twice the cost of a 432 platoon. And all you're getting is, you know, the warrior over the 432. But on the other hand, that 432, you know, the warrior is bringing anti-helicopter 30mm yep. cannons, which can be quite handy by sounds of it. Um, and obviously they've got the applique armour, so they'll be able to um, assault RPGs and have a rough chance of surviving it. Yeah, the RP, I mean, a lot of the anti-tank in the army is RPG armed, mm. realistically, you know. Um, it's the same. It's the same. With the, cha- same with the Challenger. Cause it's the Romar version. It's got you know the Cobham armor and that kind of thing on the sides. Isn't it? It, what is the Cobham armor? Is it eighty? Is it sixteen? And tank sixteen versus heat. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the RPGs aren't going to touch it. Because well, tank seventeen. So there's a small chance, isn't there? Yeah, but that's just to bail you, isn't it? You, well, they might. They might bail you. There's only three of them. You, you know, it's like take take on tigers. Yeah. You bail, yeah, bail it all adds up. It's gonna. It's it's just yeah. I think it's just the volume of stuff that's scary. Yeah, and trying well, to work out how you kill it all. Well, that's what the MLRS is for. <laughs> yeah, Luke didn't have MLRS. I imagine that's going to be a bit of a game changer to be honest, because that is a big pie plate. Yeah, plus it's got the mine. Yeah. You can drop the mines, which slows you down, kind of thing. So does it? <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. But at least it'll kill some of your guys because your skills certainly isn't high enough not to self. <laughs> oh no, no, we're going to clear them by uh, traditional means. <laughs> by by the martyr mar, martyr mine clearance system. It's like, oh, exactly. Hello, oh, schoolboy. <laughs> exactly. I swear you're 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 small and supple. You're not, you're lighter if you're not just at the mine stuff. That's definitely how this works. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. You can ride your bike if you like. It's fine. <laughs> Pogo stick. That's that's the kind yeah. of initiative I like. Yeah. So it will. It, they, they were. As as expected, though, they were extremely different to any other game that I've played. That's it. it. I mean, they were very fun, but yeah, I mean, by yeah. Team Yankee standards, they are unique. Yes. Well, even I was thinking, even if you take the the kind of better stuff, um, the chieftains and the mm-hmm. um, 
the mechanized infantry because they're still so i mean the mechanized infantry is four points a unit before you start tinkering around with it i think yeah. it maxes out something like seven so even if you take the better infantry you still get you know I think I think I'm gonna. I don't think it's possible to take lots sort of realistically um, one company because I think you just sort of run out of stuff to take out of it almost. No, because yeah, yeah I mean, obviously you can put in like individual platoons of stuff, but yeah, you, and those individual platoons are themselves cheap. Max out, yeah. you can max out your air because I mean the helicopters aren't cheap, are they? About sixteen points, is it? There's, I think there's seven points each. So yeah, they're fourteen points for two. Yeah. So um, right. yeah. Oh no, it might be it might be no, hold on, it might be fourteen points for four. That makes sense, yeah. So by the time you have two lots of O's and there's two twenty fives which are I wanna say about twenty points for six, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that would definitely consume some points pretty quickly. And then you take an allied Afghanisty force and more <laughs> more <laughs> More helicopters, yeah. yeah. Well you could get a ridiculous number of helicopters at that point. I mean I don't even know how many it would be. But it'd be a lot. I mean, Oil War is definitely the book of helicopter delivery systems you know, as allies. So either, either you go Hines with the Syrians or you go Cobras with your, with their um, Iranians but and then pair that up with more Hines. They're so they're really fragile, are they? The, the, the Cobras. I mean, they're only, um, I think they're only save on a four, five plus. Five. But you've got yeah. Hunter Killer. So long as you can put some cover between you and the enemy, it will... Yeah, but because they they barely know how to fly the helicopter, they're hit on threes. So you, it Are does they? help. But yeah, oh, really, I didn't I didn't know that. I thought yeah, they were hit that's on what fours. We, no, no, no. It, I think I worked it out that that when I lost my helicopter to the ten shots, I think it was entirely average roll. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. 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 Statistically, it was on point. Yeah. Yeah. Which um yeah, it's a bit it's a bit scary, but um you know at some point you have to make the omelette. Um, but yeah, I, I I really liked them. I really enjoyed that game. It's probably the most fun um, Team Yankee game. Not the others haven't been fun, but just in terms of you know running infantry uh, mm-hmm. uh, stuff and and just it's just a very different um, different game. It's a different mindset. Same for Team Yankee, yeah. No, in the Flames of War, that's just like for, that's just the first day, but yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I don't I don't think I've seen that many infantry armies in Flames of War for a while. Oh, this is what we were talking about with your um, Anzac thing, wasn't it? On the article with, the other day was. Mm. Um, yeah, how how you know why why aren't people using these things? Because they really should be. It's like it's a it was a convincing case. Well, I just I, I just think that the the rifle company just sorry this is a bit of a, a mad tangent, but mm-hmm. that that mid war armored fist rifle company and even the late war rifle company is just such good value for what you can get into it. Yeah, you know it's like a utility piece. You can get everything in the formation pretty much that you want, especially mm-hmm. in late war. You can have the six pounders and mortars and everything else. Yeah, um, and it gives you, you know, the British infantry. I don't think it's ever been anything to sneeze at. No. But, um, yeah, we need to play some. Um, I put it on the long list of things that we need to play. But mid-war again, the desert. I think Martin's interested in playing that as well, Eddie. Don't you threaten me with a good time? He's somewhere playing his Italians of all things. Good army. Yeah. <laughs> on motorbikes, right? Exactly. <laughs> Two points well spent. Right. <laughs> Eddie, have you played any games we've missed off? Obviously. Apart from our game, fur and game. I think that's probably about it. Cool. It's been a very busy work month, so. Uh... Yeah, but you, how, Guildford's open, open now, isn't it? Yeah, the games comes open. Yeah. Um, I mean, I played a game last night, which was Lord of the Rings, um, which was funny because I had my Balrog and a load of goblins. But or historical war gaming, it's only been the uh, Fate of a Nation game we did. Was that the um the GW um, Lord of the Rings game? Was it? Yeah, yeah, Games yeah. Workshop Lord of the Rings game, the four four way all be all get learn relearn the rules roll some dice type thing mm-hmm. four-way dance 
Yeah, which was uh, which is hilarious with the Balrog. It was absolutely terrifying, and everyone tried to kill him. He didn't die, but then obviously he didn't kill anyone either because my dice were absolutely shocking. Oh, he's just over there power posing. He was pretty much just like flapping away in the middle, just looking for Gandalf, going, "Wait, this isn't you're not a wizard, go away." <laughs> Desperately seeking Gandalf. Desperately seeking Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> Missed connections. You know, I was the flappy monstrosity of shadowy flame. You were exactly. the guy with the beard and a pointy hat. <laughs> What's Starlin? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's Lord of the Rings, Planes of War crossover I need. Yeah. <laughs> Starting in Middle Earth. Yeah. You shall not pass my T-34 horde. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Gandalf the white, uh, white-washed camouflaged, yes. No, it'd be, uh, surely it'd be Gandalf the white Russian. <laughs> you could do a um, uh, Russian Civil War spin-off. There you go, it writes itself. There you go, another one for you, Battlefront. You can have that one for free as well. Yeah. <laughs> Gandalf the White Russian. That should be. I, 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 I'm sure it must be some sort of geek bar where it definitely is. I have to have a Google. If it's not, I'm going to register that trademark now. Well, tell, tell, tell Jim and Axel they can put on the cocktail this at Dice Saloon. Because so. <sighs> they did it for the pizzas. I'm surprised they didn't do it for the cocktails. Was how some sort of, try and get people to do geek um, cocktails. Yeah. There you go. It's good. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Announcement. Pizzas are back on the menu at Dice Saloon. Oh, Saloon. Yeah. Thank God. And they are. Still delicious. Should we go into an officer answers then? We shall, yeah. Yeah. So these are from our patron supporters uh, using our Discord channel. Um, so the first Patreon one. exclusive. Yeah. Patreon exclusive. Which is from Roy Hood, who says a couple of questions. What do you think if Battlefront changed the rules to allow simultaneous assault by the attacker? E.g., you have two assaulting units attacking one defending unit. This would give you more bases to withstand any defensive fire. The reason I ask is I struggle to bring enough bodies to bear sometimes in assault. Sounds like you're running people into machine guns. <laughs> Which, don't, yeah, World War I would that. say was a bad idea. Well, um, you can't, yeah, you I can't, can't, it's okay. No, no, you go for it. Sorry, I was, I was musing. You, you kind of get this with uh, put your HQ in. The HQ can always, the HQ yeah. platoon can always join the platoon in the assault. Now, if it's one infantry stand, okay, probably not the best of things. But when it's mid-war and you've got four, you know, a platoon of three Stuarts and then your HQ platoon of four Stuarts joining in, and suddenly you're charging me down with seven Stuarts, then you've just lost six Stuarts defensive fire from the 47 millimeters. But it looks really awesome, and so it's a, you know, it's a nice combined assault there. I, but, I think um, that's kind of missing the point in that. Yes, more bodies would probably get you into the assault, but it's not about that. It's about mitigating that defensive fire. With pinning yeah. and smoke, definitely, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it has been always one of those things that you know. But, you know I think the position is it's very hard to coordinate an assault. Yes, which you know it's a fair point. But generally, you know, you do try and coordinate assaults. That's generally how it works in reality. But I think as, as a gameplay thing, I think like you say, if you could do that, then there'd be no skill to doing the assault. Yeah. Um, now I will say, version four did because because everyone can now shoot over stationary infantry. It did sort of make the old tactic of Used to be a used to be a case you have to do the old fix, find, flank, fight. And the flank yeah. meant the enemy couldn't shoot for themselves. So if you hit on the flank, and all of a sudden it cut out some of their fire because they can't shoot for each other. And unfortunately, with V4, you can do that. So it makes the assault harder because generally more defensive fire these days. Yeah. But that said, because assaults are so deadly, once you actually get in there and start rolling dice, it has to be hard. Because yeah. you know, because it's it's the single most effective way of clearing infantry off objective is to hit them with an assault, or spend eight turns waiting for artillery to do it, even with the you know, re-rolling saves. Yeah. So 
anything that makes it so easier can be more overpowering when it first looks simply because of how devastating the salts are when you get in. Yeah, but I mean, and it also sounds like when it says bases, it's like infantry versus infantry. Yeah. Which is always going to be a struggle because mm-hmm. that's literally why they invented the tank. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, there are times when infantry does have, do have to bayonet charge other infantry, but it should be few and far between in terms of, you know, that's not really what it's there to do. My, that's what my infantry is there to do. Well, that's how, well, I yes, think that's why we have like 300 stands and they've all got AK-47s. <laughs> no, I, I just think, I think you, you can still bring quite a lot of stands into an attack now because obviously you've got that, you didn't have the same thing as in V3 where you could only have anything in contact. Now obviously you can stack up slightly behind. Yeah. Um, so you can get quite a few. Um, I think if you're trying to get stuff in though, I mean, you've got to, you have to pin what you're assaulting. Pin it, smoke it, kill, make sure you yeah. try and kill the machine guns ahead of time. Yeah, you just got to, you know, approach it as you would a real assault you know you got you take up the enemy's um heavy weapons you drop a smoke screen down you fix bayonets and you run in i mean the, the other thing though is if you're struggling to withstand the defensive fire then surely you'll be getting more than the five hits to drive back the assault uh it depends how big the unit is doesn't it get more i mean there is, is that thing unit? yeah the big the big really big units but that's 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 even harder to make yeah. it more. Because it has to be the amount of teams actually getting the assault is what triggers that condition, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, the Soviets with the URA rule, URA, get the best yeah. chance of doing that. Um, obviously, the ones that can most make the most of it anyway. But it is quite tricky because it's just simply get enough guys with the six inch, even six inches is still, you know. Well, don't forget that you can still move it tactical. Yep. Follow me. Yep. And then assault. Yep, granted. Yep. So that's that's a little right. trick. Some, sometimes when you've got a, a strung out platoon and you're struggling to get those bases at the back into it, that can sometimes help. But you Maybe know as well as I sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, Carol. You know as well as I do. Follow me never works when you need it to. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it never works. Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to give solutions. I'm not saying they'll be yeah. perfect. <laughs> I struggle as well with this because it's uh, hard. You know, and it's intentionally hard. So you know, having having making it easier, I think, would make it. A, a very one-sided game. I think the core of Flames of War has always been for fine fix, no, the fine fix flank fight um, yeah. aspect of it. And yes, the flank has become slightly less of, a, of an aspect to it. But everything about Flames of War is, as I always teach new guys, everything about Flames of War is setting up the assault because it will be the assault that wins you the game. Yeah. Nine, nine times out of ten, it's an assault on the objective that win, wins the game. So Roy Austin goes on to ask us a second question. Are weapons like Panzerschreck and Bazookas adequately represented in the rules? They are effective and work, but end up being targeted and nullified. Would yep. they be better with the limited rule to represent them being used by other troops in the platoon? That's a good question. But, yeah. I, mm, I, again, I think it, it's fair to reward a person setting themselves up for a measured assault. If you go, if you go in, you know, guns blazing without doing any preparation work, the assault will fail. Yeah, I'm not convinced about sometimes when you hit stuff with, um, like actually the, the uh, hit allocation. Some, I don't know. Sometimes it feels a bit weird because everything gets dumped onto the. Oh look, there's a Panzer trick, right? He's taking a hit every single turn. I know you have the mistaken target rule, but it's just one of those things that feels like it comes up less than it should. Well, you know, I always find that my Panzer tricks get sniped out. Yeah, but that's all that, that. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're saying. But at the same time, that is kind of why you need to protect them. You said by having them in dug in, ground to ground cover. 
at the back of the platoon, so he can't get close enough. Yeah, they still get the defensive fire shots, but they can't get close enough to get the, to override mistaken target. Because you've got to think about it, you know, they're only going to get one hit unless the entire platoon gets hit. You've got a three-up mistaken target save, then you've got your three-up infantry save, and then they've got a pass a firepower test. So they're fairly protected if they're in a concealed, prepared position. Uh, they are and they are because then you just get artillery hitting you and it hits them irrespective, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's because no... you're unlucky. That's different. That's Why are you unlucky? hate you. No, I'm just saying that you, you can range an artillery so that they, they, it just hits them underneath, doesn't it? Yeah, then that's, that's you know, that's what I'd, you've I, got to have I a solution they... to the problem because I think, you know, how effective Pandas, Rex and Bazookas are when they get their shots off, you'd either have to make them less effective, you know, unrealistically ineffective because they'll always be there if they were limited one or I, I don't think limited one's the answer I, I, yeah. I, I don't know it, I know there's a balance there. I mean in real life the, the bazookas and stuff when you fired them you then copped an absolute ton of return fire because everyone knew exactly where you were and you were about what 40 yards away or 50 yeah, yards yeah. away so but also be um, what people are looking for you know they, they are big bulky things that you kind of have to stick your head out to go use properly because of the back blast and that kind of stuff so you know, <laughs> yeah that's what you want to pee it yeah that's what you want to pee it for they're back yeah, yeah, exactly so you, yeah. you do make yourself a target and it yeah. will be the thing you know because they are effective that's what people are going to be looking for to shoot first so it kind of it's representative there i have to admit i very rarely pay for the panzer trick upgrade for my germans really yeah wow. I, just, I can't be i can't be bothered with it I'd much rather have the just the Panzerfaust. Well, oh, the sorry, I, I misheard. I thought you said Yeah, I mean, the difference with the Panzerstreck and the Panzerfaust is you can actually stop the assault altogether if you two hits. Yeah. Yeah, but both of them have to be alive yeah. in order for you to do that. I, I don't, I've never had great success. I don't think they're a necessarily an offensive weapon either. Like, I think people have got this, this view as well of stalking tanks with them. Oh, and I don't, I, yeah, but I don't... I don't I think it's probably very good for your long-term health aspirations. No, but that's when you have a big platoon. You just send the one guy off on his own. What, the, with the Panzer Shrek? Not Panzer Faust, the Panzer Shrek. Well, I mean, not really with the Shrek, but more, yeah, with the Faust, definitely. That's I'm what hoping, I mean. That. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping the Berlin books will see the old, um, the, Pan, the Panzer Hunter platoons, where they, those, those platoons of like, I think there's like three Panzer, three Panzer Shrek teams and like four Panzer Faust teams. Yeah. And these be these be instead of anti tank guns, a bit like what you get the fins, but with uh, and yeah. Panzer Shreks as well. And you get a Panzerfaust, and yeah. you get a Panzerfaust. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. I think it, it, at the moment, obviously, the books are being a little bit historical in the terms that they were quite limited originally because they were new inventions and they were making their way into the front. They knew they needed them, they just didn't have enough. Probably then, Americans who had bazookas a good orbit. Well, yeah, but then even they didn't have as much as they would have. They will do in the next books. Yes, true. Yeah. Do you, you think know, they should be free, or not free? But do you think they should just come with the platoon? Do you think there should should be an option that they just? Well, some do, some don't. I think with your Panzerstreck, you have to pay to add. Yeah, yeah. and Panzerfaust. I'm just thinking, that, you know. Well, uh, don't forget from bag race onwards, they they cooked in. The yeah, they'll just be part of the points cost. The Panzerfaust. Or... Yeah. Panzerfaust. Yeah. They will. They will definitely be like that. But then that's because yeah. that, that, that's what hamstrings the platoons later on. Is you can't get rid of them, even though you're like, I don't really need my Volksturm to have all these pounds of Fausts, but they've got to anyway. Oh well. Um, hmm. Scott Decatur Decatur asks, since Flames of War is dead, is dead. Yeah. What would be your go-to game? Maybe bolt action, battle group, or public drunkenness? 
Well, he didn't say rapid fire. Yeah, ra- rapid fire was going to be I my mean... go-to. Yeah. 100% rapid fire. Gouging my eyes out with a, a blood spoon. Um, rapid fire? To me, it would probably be... I'd probably get a battle group. So if, if Flames of War just ceased to exist for whatever reason, yep. with the models I've got, I'd go play battle group. You know, there was that film where like they wake up one morning and like everyone's forgotten the Beatles records. Yes. Good film. It'll be like yes. that. Yesterday, that's it. Thank you. Be like that. So you wake up one morning, Flames of War isn't a thing. What do you play? Aeronautica. That's Aeronautica. Really? You just go, I don't want to play World War Two anymore? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think the, problem, the thing that got me in Flames of War was the actual relative simplicity of how the mechanics worked. Yeah. I think Battle, Battle Group actually would probably come play. For what I've seen a Battle Group, I probably, that probably would be a game I'd go to as an alternative. Yeah. It seems like something I can get my teeth into. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd go anything else. I, I I remember trying I Ain't Been Shot Mum before, and that was okay. It wasn't really anything for me. Rapid yeah. Fire, I have like trauma from remembering playing <laughs> once once upon a time. <laughs> Chain of Command, I haven't really done anything with Chain of Command, so not, I can't really make an opinion on Chain of Command. Lot of the large is generally okay, so it was probably an okay system. I'm not a fan. I think, yeah, I think you mentioned this before, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> once or twice. Uh, um, well, yeah. And bolt action, also, I did bolt action. It's, I, I kind of, my problem with bolt action is just generally the way the, the lot, lot of the list generation went. I will freely admit, I played version one and a lot of my other issues like artillery that have probably been fixed in version two. Yeah, you think. Oh, they haven't. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I always remember the, 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 the thing that bugged me was the Brits, the Brits always seem very hard done by that game because what's up, what's the, what's, so Germans get other things, but what's the Brit get? Oh, we get a artillery um, observer. Okay, what's he do? Well, on a one in six chance, he's going to end up killing your own guys. Oh, yeah, but the, the difference is there, though. You have to pay for the airstrike in the first place. The Brits just get a free observer. It's the peers. Hello. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's plenty of games out there. There's more, you know, more games there is time. That's the problem. Uh, Scott Palmer asks... What, if anything, in the new US Bulge book could end the Brit Recon plus M10C list's reign of terror? Oh, I can tell you what can end the Brit Recon M10 list, uh, what is it, Doomsday device. It's a swift and hard kick to the cobblers. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you take the book and apply it repeatedly to the other person's genital area. Yeah, exactly. Over and over again until they start weeping like a small child and then you kick him in the face. Um... What's he going to have? It's going to be the it's going to be the, the jumbos. Your M10 suddenly go oh 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 no hold on they're they're sixteen aren't they? They don't go oh they just go uh-huh. no so, no seventy pounds only four only eight tank fourteen yeah but they're still popping them on if they're only going to be ten oh, I suppose it depends what the jumbo is mm. yeah because they might have a chance of actually repelling and having enough numbers that they don't get swamped. I think you fight fire with fire and use um, Hellcats versus yeah they, no just I suppose you could just use the American infantry. Like yep. you do now. I've got a ton of bazookas. Oh, you're a tank. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. Right, carry on. Yeah. Next one. Yeah. Oh, what? You shot my uh, my half track with a AT14 round. Oh, thanks. Well, Poor that's H- dead. Well, yeah. Poor HE is uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be too much change. I don't. Yeah. I don't think the bulge book for the Americans is the answer to. Necessarily I think it's going to depend on things like the calliopes as to what they make if they make them interesting or not. I think it's going to be rocket artillery. They're going to be like katushas. Yeah, but will they? Yeah, why wouldn't they? Because they'll be um, like the Panzerwerfers. That'd be awesome because they're on tanks. Well, what's wrong with that? What's, what's 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm. Do you really want your tanks firing artillery barrages? It'll probably be a one shot. I, I imagine like the Stikrel Foos, won't it? I'm not going to keep reloading them. No, I imagine it'll be. If you remember the command card for the three centimeter Neverworthers, where you can only fire three shots in the game. Yeah. I suspect it'll be like that because they had very similar rules in version three. That weird, that weird reloading thing. Oh, the full okay. salvo. Yeah. So I suspect okay. them and the land mattress in the Brit book, because I think they mentioned land mattress are coming. Um, they will have that kind of mechanism where they can only fire free bombardments in the game or something like that. Oh, good, some bookkeeping. Excellent. <laughs> um, Peter Therin asks, will people be angry at me if I bring the 116 Tiger combo to a tournament? So I asked, I asked the follow-up question, what is this? Because I never heard it before. I never got an answer to yeah. it. So I don't know. Oh, is it, oh, it's 116 is the Greyhound card, isn't it? Oh, it's is it? Greyhound, Panzer Grenadiers, yeah, and then Tigers, I imagine. Right, so cheap Tigers. Ooh. Well, no, because I don't know if you can... No, because the Panzer 116 is Panzer Grenadiers, I think. I don't think it's Panzer... Panzer Panzers. Okay. Panzer Panzer. So I imagine it's just a lot of 89 Panzer Grenadiers and then some, like, a platoon of Tigers to round it all out. Mm. Well, it depends on the tournament. Does really. sound particularly offensive? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I'd be upset if you bring it to, like, a mid-war desert tournament. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I, I still don't get the whole... One the the hundred sixteenth Greyhound division is is broken. I don't understand why it's broken. I don't think I've ever seen anything that's made me go, oh, that looks terrifying. Mm. So I don't know what I don't. I can't. I think it might be the North American meta where that's a, a thing. But I just I've oh, never okay. looked at it and gone, yeah, that's that's uh, you know systemically terrifying. That makes sense in a way. We'll see. Right. Bring us a list, Petter, and we'll tell you what if it's if it's terrible. if it's objectionable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ernst Udo Peters asks or says, Hello again, fellow saviors of mankind and the communist world. <laughs> Hello, GCHQ. Uh, <laughs> question in preparation for a tournament Are you able to have MI Mill MI24 Hinds in ambush or not? That's a really good question. I saw this come up somewhere else. And where do you find the pertinent rules? So I think you can put helicopters in ambush. I, I'm not sure what, what the Benefit is for some helicopters more than those. Hunter killer helicopters I can see it working. Yeah. Definitely can see it working for. And that makes it's sense. Stationary. It, you know, thematically, you know, you were going along all of a sudden these Apaches pop up from the tree line in front of you, you didn't realise it, and you have a very bad day. So I so I, I think you can put helicopters I I don't think I've ever seen anything that says you can't. I don't see why it would. Uh would it be something to do with the fact that you've always got line of sight to them, so they'd have to be back sixteen because they'd count in the open? That might be a thing, yeah, but again that's that yeah. I know it doesn't stop you being in ambush, but it does mean that you have to be a bit further back. Yeah, I, I don't. I think you can. I think I. I couldn't find anything in the Team Yankee rules that said helicopters can't ambush. Uh, yeah, again, like I said, I just can't see why they wouldn't be. A, but, but accepting, like you say, that because you're always visible, it will limit your ambush. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, mind you, helicopters can be concealed. Because that's why the hunter killer works. Uh, no, hunter killers can be concealed. Yeah. So but I don't know if regular helicopters concealed because Luke and I are having this because it's based on the fact you're a hunter killer and you have to be within four of terrain. Correct. So the terrain, not the other way round. Not right. Of course, the hind, the hind isn't a hunter killer. So that's, that's Correct. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm not sure why you want a hind in in ambush because the hind can just move and fire anyway. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Yes. So I think, like I say, it makes more sense for a Cobra Apache to get they get the benefit from it. But yeah. it's not to say that a hind couldn't. It's just why do you want to? It's like it's like launching an ICBM sideways, sure, but why? Well, I guess to? I can see the the reason you'd want to. I I like presume that. is that you can't be targeted until you ambush. Yeah. But so you if you have got your rape, a high, yeah, but don't forget a high goes to that by launching off table. 
helicopters always have the option of loitering off table and coming on. Yeah. But um, obviously, um, hunter killer, mm. you don't want to do that because if you do that, you can't find missiles. Whereas a hind, you won't be. Yeah. So write in next week uh, or next time and tell us why you want to ambush. <laughs> that might give us some context because I, th- I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I, I think it's definitely a thing. Yeah. I th- I'm just I, I not think sure why the, the hind specifically. Correct. I can't see why you want to do it with a hind, but I do think you can do it with helicopters. <laughs> if uh, you worked out some super secret thing, let us know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we won't tell everyone. Use it the next tournament, become world champion, and uh, never accredit you. World champions? Um, Mike Travis says, speaking of nuts, that German soldier needs some new pants to better protect um, the Holdenschnack. What? It's not a question, it's a rambling statement. And that, it was the picture. The picture's got a picture of the, um, oh. the German guy with his pants down getting mm-hmm. kicked in the bum kicked, and i think um yeah you wouldn't want to attack during the bulge with with no uh no undergarments on no. that's the recipe that's the recipe for, for jack frostbite where just where you don't want him <laughs> um lack of foresight gaming asks what are your battle of the bulge dream armies and how are you going to make them a reality this year who wants to go first well is it he added that caveat this year which kind of screws me because my bulge dream army is comets and obviously, we're probably not going to see them until next just, year. That's just your dream army. Well, that's, but it's, it is still Bulge. Well, it's in the Bulge book. It's not actually Bulge. It's, it's adjacent to the Bulge. Bulge adjacencies. There we go. I like yeah. that. Bulge yep. yeah. um, So, actually, my, my dream army in terms of the US release is definitely, is definitely Chaffees. I've always liked Chaffees. And now you've got plastic Chaffees. Woo! I'm all about that at some point in the future. Chaffee. Mm-hmm. But just not this year. I don't think I've got time to paint them this year. <laughs> How can, you, how can you not like chaffees? They're like Stuarts, but on steroids. Oh, no, I like chaffees. I, just, I was just thinking that that's something I'd never considered. I'm not um, considering it. And also, the idea being that um, what we were discussing before the show started about doing Task Force Alpha with the um, M18 Hellcats. But yeah. again, not actually technically bulge at that point, but using the bulge book. No. Yeah. I'd like to do 82nd Airborne. Yep. Oh, I hope I hope this command card gives the 82nd Panzerfaust. There really should uh, be. Just, just the least. They're just, you know. The less flashy paratroopers. <laughs> yeah. Proper paratroopers. Get the job done. The thinking exactly. man's paratroops. <laughs> the thinking man's paratrooper going. Well, you know. I, I, I think actually the other thing is I, I if I if I absolutely positively could didn't have to do any work and it just happened. Mm-hmm. Um redoing the second Indian head, but in winter camo. Oh, great coats with whitewashed Germans. Yep. I would look pretty special. It would, but I'm not redoing them. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too much. Too much. Um, You've already painted 400 figures, no? It was. I know, but it's just then it's going back to like the Eddie's six mil poles. Why have you done this in a different scale? It's fun. Now I get you. So that that yeah, that would be I think a dream army to do it as yeah, I can do the, the four seasons of the uh, second Indian head. <laughs> <laughs> what table are we playing on? Oh, an autumn themed. Oh, for the love of yeah. Uh, I'm doing winter greatcoat. Infantry and then support elements with Whitewash Shermans. So I'm going full Winter Army because I've still got my version three, which I did as like a autumn, not autumn, like a spring mud, dark visual mm-hmm. fury style. So I'm going to finish those guys off and then I'll do a full snow based winter Battle of Bulge Army. Oh, uh, yeah, we're just doing Germans, aren't we? Because we're not doing like Pans Brigade 150 or um, yeah, not Scorzini. yet. Not yet. Otto Zini, you lunatic. Then other some weird statements. That is the end of an officer answers. There you go. Da-da. So um, events. 
Where are we in the events in this? Uh, at the moment, we've still got Salute 2021 on the 13th of November. That's coming roaring around the corner. Um, and then a two weeks later, you've got Warfare 2021 at the Ascot Racecourse, 27th to 28th of November. It's been it's been nice. I think there, there's been a couple of other events that I've seen people post pictures up of. I think one, one was um, Petter had been to one in, I think. Um, but it's, yeah, they're, they're coming back. They're back at the back. Yeah, Soren was doing one as well, wasn't he? Maybe the same yeah. one as Petter. And then the um, there was that one on the aircraft carrier in America, wasn't oh, there? Oh, yes, Hornet, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Need to, I wonder if we could do one at the Tank Museum. They do do Wargaming at the Tank Museum. They, don't, they, they have do. like a, they hmm. a show. They have the Wargame show, yeah. Um, there's, there's some food for thought. I know, I know Mike was, about doing some, was doing something on HMS Warrior on the, um, on the gun deck where they had the mess tables. <laughs> he was doing what on the mess tables? <laughs> Making a mess. Last time, getting married, but yes. Sir. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, that, that goes forth, February 2022. Oh, yes. Yeah, I should really start doing some of that, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to stop promoting it, so yeah. Well, it'd be fine. You just need to lie with Axe on it and just get in diary. And we can... I am. I've bought the. I've replaced my uh, Stuarts with Crusaders now. Ooh. For my um, uh, Australians. Now I've remembered they are. Yeah, remember they are Australians and not New Zealanders. Yes, because New Zealanders <laughs> are Stuarts. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to be ready. Are you? Question mark. Well, I'm going to be running it. So. Hopefully, I have to, hopefully, I won't have to playing it as well. But um... no, you got to play. Otherwise, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, we're not uh, going to like child labour or something. We can recruit to do scoring. Exactly. Yeah, get Matilda stuck oh. in the corner doing this. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just like homework, but less fun. <laughs> what a way to sell it. Yeah. Pizza. I'll sell it on pizza. I'll, I'll get her interest. <laughs> pizza and brownies. Job oh, done. Pizza. Yeah, pizza and brownies. And you can play, go play Dark Rhino Hero in the corner. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Grade one parenting. Job done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's weird now we're talking about 2022. Having 2020 not really happened and 2021 partially happening. Half happened, yeah. Yeah. It's just strange it's coming around again. I don't like it. Well, we've got Survivor Winter first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, there's a cheery thought. Is coming next. The what now? I'll be another variant or something, won't there? It's oh, terrifying. God. I can't think about stuff like that, Eddie. <laughs> Should we just shoot and scoot then and run away? Please, yeah. I'm going to just do an ostrich and pretend this is all fine. Well, it's funny to say about ostrich because today's custom dies from Dice of War. It must be some sort of club symbol because it looks like some sort of emu. I was trying to show a picture of it to Eddie earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I can look at it. Yeah, and I, I reckon it must be because obviously Dice of War be, is down under, so I reckon it must be some sort of Australian gaming club. Is it an emu? I, the, I, the, I, one of the, the white one, the white dice, right? That white dice, yeah, with the blue with the blue bird on it. We'll put a picture up on the on the thing, and people can make their own opinion as to what they think it is. I reckon but, emu shoot and scoot on a four plus. Yeah, well, they, they well, the thing is, here's the thing. So no. obviously e- emus beat the Australian army, so they got to be fairly <laughs> wary. Yeah. Would you, Eddie? Would you mess with an emu? Because I certainly would. I would mess with. Them. But but this isn't about messing with them. This is about whether they could, they're tactically aware enough to to sh- you know perform their attack. I, I, what do you mean they cut the power of animals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I suppose on that basis that yes, this is a tactics thing rather sheer out and out assault. I'm just just we go with a um you know a five plus because they probably haven't got much of an NCO structure. <laughs> They're quite a green unit. They're quite a green unit. 
Oh, two, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't be any, wouldn't yeah, matter what they were two. Bad regardless. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, so that's it. They've overextended and now they are dinner. So emus are much like Macaque Sixes. They are. That's our conclusion. The Armored Trainer Podcast. That's the Armored Podcast you can listen to with Shoot and Scoop, the Flamesville Podcast, and the team of Breakthrough Assault at Credit UK, as well as my support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and Orthological slash Armored Warfare correlation. <laughs> what? You, str- you struggled to say that, didn't you? That was. You, yeah. So I bet in your head when it was actually going to come out. Yep, a little bit. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. To shop online at Battleford Hobbies, because Havi has got something, something I've forgotten to put in here. It's oh. nice, nice your voice. Oh, my God. I can't do that. No, you can't. You can't have that. What has Hammy done? Oh, Hammy is running an Epic 40k campaign uh, tournament. Epic 40k? Same weekend as Blue. As warfare, but epic. Do you say epic forty k as in epic forty k or an epic forty k? As in epic forty k, as in six minute meter epic. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Shame if you got the first time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>